Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. My name is Matt McSweeney. After a week off for rest and relaxation, I am back. Here with Ty Capone, who also had a week off. He didn't. He didn't plan it, but it is a. It is nice to be back after a nice UFC 270 that was uh, not exactly the most. Uh, I believe the kids would say lit card in the world. Um, <laughs> how how are you feeling today? Um. Yeah, I guess it wasn't the most. You know, the best card ever, but uh, still, I, I thought it was okay. Um, I think we have a couple. We have a couple fight nights coming up in the coming months that are looking really fucking good. So we're, we're going to get some good free action. Uh, you know, we got some Adesanya, Covington, Masvidal, nonsense um, coming through in the coming events. Bellator is back. Um, so I think it's going to be a good, a good, nice little um, <clears throat> time period coming up. Eagle FC yeah. in, in about 24 hours. Yeah, they're uh, making a big uh, American push with <laughs> Chael Sonnen and all sorts of guys oh. on the, uh, you know, it's Ali Abdelaziz Fest on there. So I probably will not That's be disgusting. tuning in. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's quickly just go back. Uh, we, since we did miss a week, we uh, we had the Cater and Giga fight. I was wrong. I had Giga, um, and he was thoroughly dominated throughout that whole fight. It just seemed like, uh, you know, he wasn't ready. That, that's basically what the vibes I got from that. Um, he's tough. He's skilled, but he only had a good three minutes in him before he just, I don't know, he abandoned the kicks at a certain point. He really couldn't stand and box with... Um, uh, Calvin and Calvin, you know, I thought he was going to take him down a little bit more, but I guess he wasn't really able to and didn't really need to. So it was kind of kind of easy pickings for him. 40, uh, 50, 45 uh, throw across the board and a 50, 44 on there. So Damn. Giga took some damage, man. So I imagine we'll, we'll, it'll be a while before we see him. Yeah. And that's a lot of, <clears throat> I mean, Cater took some damage too, you know? Oh yeah. No <clears throat> doubt. I think, I think they both landed like 130 strikes each significant strikes each, which is insane. I just think Cater had the better shots, had the cleaner shots, the harder shots, <clears throat> and just did more. You know, um, I don't know. Giga stopped kicking, which I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it would have mattered to be honest. Uh, his strategy it didn't look great. Um, but plus two hundred, Calvin Cater, cash your tickets. Cash your tickets, and uh, you've already either spent that money or lost it by now. But uh, congratulations. Yeah. Here's one that I was able to cash out on Jake Collier, which was an absolute barn burner of a uh, co-main event, <laughs> a submission via rear naked choke, which was, uh, I mean, you know, not surprised. I mean, he, Chase Sherman's just not good. So the Vanilla yeah. Gorilla is not good, so it's not surprising at all. Um, Brandon Royval and uh, Rogerio Bontorin, uh, which I had Bontorin in this, and I thought he did enough to win, but he also Same. didn't do enough. Because he kind of just laid on him and didn't really uh, advance position while Roy Val was constantly trying to, uh, you know, at least push the offense or, you know, he was the one always trying to do something as opposed to Bontarine just holding him down. Still thought the yeah. decision should have gone the other way, but I, I don't, it's not a robbery, uh, I guess. Uh, I, I felt like it was a robbery at the time, but the more I looked at it and thought about it, it was just, you got to do more, man. You can't just, yeah. you know, lay on a guy and expect to win. Um, Chukagian. Uh, was able to take out Maya pretty easily again. Just a stand-up battle. Maya not able to take her down. And uh, Chukagian really looked good in this one. She was really going for the finish and like uh, pushing the offense and attacking. Uh, she wasn't able to get it, but just another. You know, I mean, Chukagian's like we, we talked about on here before. Absolute uh, like uh, the like the highest level of gatekeeper you can possibly imagine. And it's just because she's in a division with Valentina Shevchenko. I mean, she's probably without question the second best, right? You would say. In that division, I yeah, mean, it's there's just nothing, you know. It's like, wh what do you do with her, you know? Oh yeah, she'll just keep fighting these um, people to see if they're ready for uh, title fights, basically, and then she'll keep knocking much, them down which, and eventually get a title fight. <laughs> yeah. Right, which which is weird, but you know, I mean, what else? <clears throat> what else really realistic? Do you, you know, you're gonna put her up against, uh, you know, Talia Santos or Aro Viviaro Araujo? Jeez, um, I think they both might have fight. Or Vivi has a fight with Andrea Lee coming up. Or uh, Andrade, I think. I think or Andrade is uh, fighting. Tyler Santos, uh, yeah. Right? Okay, they're both good fights. So um, keep an eye on Vivi and Tyler Santos. They're they're sitting at six and five respectively. Because um, there's really, I mean, Lauren Murphy, you know, at three, and Jennifer Maya at four after losing. I mean, 
Joanne Wood minus the Calder is at seven. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we've talked about this this before, but there's just you know it, it's such a weird division because the top of it is women that can't compete and that have already lost to Val. And then there's a there's a middle ground where you have like some rising prospects, and then you have like you know uh, Santos and Araujo. Araujo. God damn it. And then you have Alexa Grasso, Macy Barber, Manon Firo, Casey O'Neill. They're at the back end. They're not quite ready. Yeah, it's going to be some time for it's, them. It's just like a weird division. You don't know what to do. It's it's, it's like you kind of want some some of the fighters in the division to, to sit back while some of the other ones catch up. But obviously, it, you know, impossible for that to happen. Important to mention, Laura Murphy has a fight coming up against Misha Tate, who's dropping to 125. So, I mean, I don't sure, think that's going to really, <laughs> you know, move the needle per se, but <laughs> it is something to uh, keep your eye on. Uh, so, let's keep it moving. Uh, Slava Claus, or uh, what is his name? Vla- Vlacheslav? Uh, yeah, whatever. Vlacheslav. Yeah, you got that. And uh, he, he takes out Dakota Bush. I was wrong about this. I just like Dakota Bush. I thought like the, the number here was uh, good for an underdog. but I think he looked pretty good until he, the liver shot, right? Yeah, he did. But this that guy's just an absolute animal. And, um, Scary. Yeah, I, that's basically all you could say. I don't know what's next for him. There's, guys at 50, there's so many guys at 55, 45, 70 <laughs> that are just absolute killers that – you know, it's just a shark tank. You're gonna the next guy you're gonna fight's an animal. The next guy after that, after that, after that, it's all all animals. If you're in those weight classes and you want to come to the UFC, you better make sure you have some fucking, you know, time and time spent training and fighting and whatnot. You better, oh yeah. You better you know be careful what you wish for if you want to come in those shark infested waters in the UFC. Without question, but Bill Algio was able to uh, you know kind of uh, I wouldn't say dominate, but he was just able to uh, handle Joe Anderson Brito in his UFC debut. Um, just seemed like Joe Anderson didn't really, uh, I guess, have a game plan or know what he was dealing with in there. He just kind of tried to kill him. It's basically what it seemed like, and it was just you're not going to be able to just go and, and thrash dudes in the UFC, especially a guy like Bill Algio, who's uh, you know a veteran at this point. So, um, so I, I, it's a fighter, a fighter I want to see again, Joe Anderson. I mean, he's a little small for 45, but I mean, I think Bill Algio is just so fucking tall that it's like. You know, it's a, it's a little it's a little tough to get the range, and uh, he was, I don't know, just a very weird fight. But Aljo, that's kind of wh- what he does and what he uh, is a master of. Not easy to be taken down. As soon as you go to take him down, he like grabs underneath your leg, like he gets the fucking like hooks underneath your leg and doesn't let you like pick him up, which is just bizarre. Can't you can't get his legs off the ground because he's so tall. It's just he's a tough he's tough man. So Jamie Pickett. And uh, Joseph Holmes, this was a, a absolute nothing fest in, in my mind. Uh, Jamie Pickett's not uh, really uh, impressive to me. And I picked Joseph Holmes here, but I did. That was just a, a shot in the dark because I, I, I absolutely got cooked on this one, uh, if I if I remember correctly, because I believe I had Ram, uh, Ramiz as well, who damn thirty twenty seven threw uh, across the board. Really had nothing for Court McGee. Court McGee just outvetted them, and uh, we talked about that before. How I was worried about that. I don't like betting uh, against those guys, even though Court McGee's older. And, uh, you know, supposedly cooked, but he he looked like a rejuvenated version of himself in this one. And domination. Uh, Brian Kelleher took out Kevin Kroom in a, you know, not really close fight. But, like I said, it's kind of like the Bill Algeo fight where he just, he handled business. But he wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like he wasn't in danger at certain points. Kroom was definitely, um, uh, you know, kind of gashed out towards the end. But he definitely had his uh, moments of offense. Yeah, and, six uh, takedowns. Yeah, exactly. Um, Kelleher just he just took care of business, and and finally T.J. Brown uh, defeating uh, Boston Strong Charles Rosa, uh, who is you know who's grappling is very questionable. Also six takedowns. Yeah, um, <laughs> T.J. Brown just kind of was able to have his way with him on the ground, and uh, Rosa was able to win a round, but Brown Brown just took care of business. That it came down to that third round, and. Uh, you know, I don't. Just don't. You know, Rosa took it on short notice too, so I, I don't really fault a guy that much for. Um, you know, it was a great effort. It was a. It was a. That card was not fun necessarily. I would say. No, um, we lost a couple. Um, yeah, you know, uh, your yeah. boy. He was supposed to fight. Wasted uh, all that Buckley. time learning that guy's <laughs> Muslim Salikov, I think. Am I on the right card? I think yeah, so. Salikov and Pereira were supposed to originally be on it. Um, I think the Barcelos fight was supposed to be on it. You know, a couple got pushed back to the one that just passed, the Demopolis, um, Buckley, Al Hassan. So yeah, you know, it, it kind of fell apart. Um, only ten fights, and really outside of the main event, I don't think anybody really gave a fuck. Which you know, understandably so. Yeah, 
And uh, that that was that for the for that card. Um, the awards were fight of the night was Cater and uh, Giga, which Cater and Giga was a great fight. It was a very entertaining fight, even though the score may not uh, tell you that. It was just uh, it was very fun to watch. Uh, and performance of the night, Jake Collier getting the extra fifty thousand, as long uh, as well as Slava Claus getting a getting yeah. another fifty thousand, which was absolutely owed to him. Uh, UFC two seventy was this past weekend. Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gan to unify the heavyweight title in the UFC from the Honda Center in Anaheim, California. Uh, Francis Ngannou, man, get, takes care of business. 48-47, 48-47, 49-46, five-round unanimous decision. Which, if you would have, uh, if we would have had a podcast last week, we would have never told you that that could have happened. We never would have thought that Francis was going to come out and wrestle. And uh, out grapple Cyril the the entire time, and he did. He uh, thoroughly dominated the, every grappling situation, and even when Cyril was able to end up on top, he got swept, and Francis ended up on top. And uh, just a um, a very like championship level champion like performance from Francis Ngannou, and it's extremely impressive. And that makes that guy even more scary when you when you look from the outside in, and if you're trying to pick. Uh, him apart or figure out a way you're going to beat him. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't see it. And the guy's pl- fighting on one knee with a torn MCL and damaged ACL, and he still goes in there and just, you know, takes care of business. When I saw him walk out, I had I already had a uh, bet on him, and I saw him with these two giant fucking knee pads, yep. and I'm, like, concerned, very concerned, because they were huge. And uh, you could see the whole fight, man. He didn't really try to throw it, you know, let his hands go. He didn't really step forward and throw, you know, that crazy right hand or yep. anything. Um, it was very odd. I know him and, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird match, match up. They know each other. Sirogan does that. You know, he will bring out the boring fight fighter in you. And honestly, so will Francis once in a while. Um, so it was, it was honestly, I was disappointed <clears throat> and I'm not going to, you know, trash them. It was just a bad stylistic matchup. I know a lot of us kind of anticipated somebody going to sleep and I definitely did just because it happens almost every fight. Especially but, them heavyweights, man. That's just, yeah. It's right. Like... And then, you know, <clears throat> paired with the bad blood they had between each other or have. I don't know if they squashed or what. Or the coach. Uh, I guess the coach. It seemed like those two didn't hate each other. It was more Francis and uh, the coach yeah, that were beefing. I guess it, right. I guess it does make sense. But yeah, still, I'm still very disappointed. And, you know, I, I don't want to hate on Francis because, you know, he, he, he came out on top and he looks like the smart one, not Dana. But you know Dana talked about how he's some you know maybe some people don't want to watch don't care to watch him fight he's not the uh, he doesn't bring in the numbers and sometimes he's boring and you know this fight didn't really do much to help Francis and his case against the UFC at all no and I mean you know what are they going to do without him honestly I don't I don't know because <clears throat> you know think about him he's he's so well liked and his story is amazing and he's still improving I mean four or five takedowns from Francis and Gano in a five round fight unreal unreal like four or five <clears throat> and then he sweeps. Um, sweeps uh, Cyril Gan off him on top when he was on on top of him in the fifth yeah, round. Yeah, little, little scissor sweep, um, I think it was. Yeah, and then he won the round, won the fight. If it wasn't for that, he might have stayed on the bottom for a couple more minutes and lost. You never know. Well, actually, he probably would have still won, right? Or no? I mean, forty-eight, forty-seven on two of the cards. I mean, that's you know, right. it definitely could have gone the other I, way. I have to take a look at what they scored. But I'm, I'm just assuming they gave him the fifth, but um. I saw uh, there's still like a lot to like in Francis and you know the fact that he did this with a blown out leg you know because it was very obvious he wasn't putting forward pressure on at all you he, know, was, he, he didn't look some, right it was very easy to tell that if when, he if he would chase you know because sometimes he'll chase you down he'll chase you across the side the uh you know like the edges of the octagon he you know and, and Cyril moves well but he, he had him trapped a couple times where he could have, you know, kept following him, and he just didn't. And I, I was wondering if that was strategy or I guess it's, it's you know, maybe a little bit of that and the injury. But, um, yeah, man, I don't know what's next for him. I feel like he might really – I think he might be done, honestly. You know, Dana White not putting the belt around him or being at the press conference was very odd considering he put it on Figgy. Oh, yeah, something um, happened didn't, backstage. You didn't, you didn't hear? That, that's, that was his oh. excuse. You know, oh, yeah, something was going on backstage. Yeah. Anyone who thinks I have a problem with Francis is, is fucking dumb and out of the, Come on, Dana. Is, yeah, anybody who thinks I have a problem with the guy who tells me I don't pay him enough. Yeah, dumb. and yeah. Who, who I've been telling to shut up and fight for the last fucking, you know, three weeks. Yeah, you're, yeah. Yeah, you have absolutely so, no problem with him, yeah. Right, it's just, it, it, it's weird. It's weird. It's very odd. And, you know, maybe something happened backstage where, uh, you know, 
somebody I don't know. But <laughs> either way, uh, definitely impressed. I mean, he keeps performing. This is like the you know one of the worst performances of his, of Francis's career, and he won. And he looked good doing it still, you know, yeah. other than the, the first Stipe fight and the Derek Lewis fight. I mean, think of how far he's come from the Stipe fight, you know. And I know after the first round, I think Francis was tired. It looked like he was tired. He was breathing heavily. But he's huge. He's a fucking monster. I, I don't understand, you know, you know, it's, it's not that easy to just go in there for five minutes and, you know, throw, give everything you have into every movement you have, you know, to not be tired after five minutes. I don't know. But then Cyril was breathing heavy. And that's oh, when yeah. I started to – you know, I was like, okay, this is different. You know, this is very different. I don't know how he's going to react because he moves a lot. But <clears throat> as soon as he started getting taken down, man, he started to get worn down. He was not getting up. And so when he, Francis got, you know, swept him and got on top of him in the fifth, I knew he wasn't getting back up. And yeah. It was pretty much curtains. Yeah, and, you know, not no shame in that by Cyril. I mean, he, you know, he's still, like we probably would have said, he's got only got 10 fights you know, right. total. He's so still green in comparison to like you know these other guys that are in mixed martial arts and in the UFC. So it's not a uh, end of the world situation for Surreal. He'll get back on the horse and uh, fight somebody down the road. Uh, I, if you look down at the, um, you could see him getting in there with you know maybe Blades. even Blades. You know, I, I think Stipe is like not. He's still not really you know available. I guess you got Tui Vasas fighting Derek Lewis. Um, you know, and then after that, I mean, maybe you could see him with a Chris Dawkins or, you know, I, I, we already saw Jarzinho. So it's like, you know, yeah. I, I think Cyril will take some time, you know, work on his game a little bit. And then we should see him probably around the summer. Francis, on the other hand, I don't think we're going to see for a while if we ever if we ever see him again in the UFC. Um, <clears throat> yeah. that there's a lot that needs to be uh, settled and. There's just a that's a that's a whole ordeal, man. It's a, it's it's it sucks because he is like one of the my favorite fighters to watch. The the, the fucking predator, man. I mean, he, the, when he yeah. fights, he he puts dudes to sleep. He absolutely and now him watching him right, like he's getting he's well rounded now. He's a absolute like a what a great representation of championship level UFC fights. They should put Brock in there. Let let, let him fight Brock. Let him fight everyone. <laughs> um, I mean, John Jones is coming down the pike at some point. I don't know. Uh, well, know. no, you know exactly. It, it's been how long has it been since he and that uh, announced he was moving up to heavyweight and search? It's, I feel like it's been a year or more. At least a like, year. That's a lo- it's been at least a long a year. fucking time, man. Yep. And, and for somebody like John, who does uh, over the course of his career has not done well off of long layoffs, he just hasn't. He looked like shit against OSP. He did not look great against um, <clears throat> um, what's his name. Dom Reyes. Yeah. Like, I, he, he or, honestly. Or Santos, to be honest. Might have. Yeah, he looked terrible against Santos. And Santos had a blown out leg. Like, he couldn't stand. Yep. I honestly think he might have lost to Dominic Reyes. I think the fifth round is, I, I, I like, narrowly gave it to John or something. But It was very um, close. There, there was discussion so my, after that fight of who, like, you know, it wasn't like, a, oh, wow, yeah, John it, took care of business. Like, we were like, wait. It might have been the third. Because I feel like I remember John winning the championship rounds. But it might have been the third. I, I, I completely forget. But... You know, we haven't seen him in a while. We haven't seen him look good in a while, in my opinion. Um, and now he's moving up to heavyweight. And it, it, it makes me wonder, like, he couldn't take down Tiago Santos or Dominic Reyes, which is crazy because he took down DC. Um, and now he's moving up. And now you see how Francis goes. Like, Francis might not be the most technical wrestler or, or you know, grappler, but, man, he is so fucking strong. There's really nothing you can do. Like, when he's on top of you, what do you do? You know, I know John Jones is so good at wrestling, and he's a—he said he wants to get up to 270, which is fucking insane. <laughs> you know, like if John comes into the cage and he's looking bigger than Francis, that's a serious fucking problem. I don't know, but, like what that like. Doesn't he think at a certain point it's too much? You know, yeah, like if, when you were weighing, when you were walking around, maybe at 220, 225, I guess where John was probably at, and now, like you know, maybe he was higher, but even putting on an extra 50 pounds of you know, like that just to me seems like what, like you're going to gas the fuck out, man. You don't know how you're going to react in, in a fight like that when you have all that extra weight that you're carrying. I feel like maybe he would try to mask the weight disadvantage by just getting absolutely massive. You know, yeah. like instead of like how Deontay Wilder is tall and long and fights at 215, 220, and John Jones is tall and long, he was fighting at 205, where it seemed like, you know, you're, this isn't, you know, where what you should be at. You should be more than that. And now he's, you know, I, I don't know. It's been two years almost to the date where he fought Dom. His last three fights have been decisions. When's the last time he really put it on somebody? Gus and that Alexander Gustin was cooked um, when they fought the second time. And then the DC fight was fucking 
three, four, five years ago. So I really just don't know what we have with John. You know, I, I, I feel like he might be washed. I feel like maybe the PEDs wore off, honestly. Like, I, that's my favorite fighter ever, too. So, like, I'm, it hurts because I just, it's so much inactivity and so much confusion. We don't know what's next. We don't know how he's going to look. So I just honestly, I really fucking hope that Dana and UFC put this together because t- John Jones, Francis Ngannou, how's that not one of the biggest fights ever? You know, it, it, you, without question, like if you're the UFC, you you would want to make that fight in a second. But I, I, there's got like the thing is, I really truly believe John doesn't want John does not want that. I don't he does think not so want to yeah. fight Francis Ngannou because he knows the danger that that possesses and. I know he was talking shit on Twitter the other night after the fight, like, oh, yeah, I would handle both these guys. Like, maybe you would, but, All right. you know, I don't know, man. It's just, Like you said, it's just been so long. He doesn't look great off of, uh, you know, layoffs and everything. So uh, that that's what I'm uh, keeping my mind open to, and I want to see, you know, I just want to see. I want to see him fight. I want to see these guys fight. That's all I ever ask for. I don't, you know. Yeah. Even like the Zabit to the world, like who we've never seen again. You know, he guys haven't fought in like three years. It's like I, you, such a great talent that he, that guy could have been the champ. You know, he could he he would give Volk a. It would be a great fight between Zabit and Volk, right? Like it, yeah. it, it's just guys like that. Like even when Connor was out, like you just want to see him fight, win or lose. You, it's fun when those guys when the big fights happen and you get to get excited yeah. about shit like that. So moving on, because uh, we could probably sit there and talk about the heavyweight situation all day long. Yeah. Davison. Deuce de Guerra, Figueredo reclaims his title that he lost to Brandon Moreno via unanimous decision in a fight that, uh, you know, it was very close again. Kind of reminded me a lot of the first fight um, where there was just a lot of shit, crazy shit that was happening. Figueredo was in the best shape that he's been in since I've seen him on his run. Uh, Training with uh, Cejudo, obviously, and Captain America has made all the difference in the world. And John. Yeah. Yeah, and John. And now uh, somebody else who just joined them, Erie, Erie Prochot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's scary, dude. That is scary. That's a scary crew down there. And uh, good lord, you know, good good for Figueredo, man. He, uh, you know, he dropped he dropped Moreno. It seemed like every time he touched Moreno, Moreno was getting hurt uh, at a certain yeah. point. And I think Moreno just uh, kind of didn't have enough respect for Figueredo early in the fight, and he also didn't do enough. Like when he, I feel like he kind of coasted for portions of the fight where he should have been putting offense on Figueredo, and he he had part like parts where he Figueredo he would stun Figueredo with little like you know check left hooks and yeah. stuff like that, and he wouldn't advance. And uh, you know I don't know if he had something going on or injury or he was just tired or whatnot, but he those just, leg kicks really did a number. Yeah, you know that, and that's another thing that, that those were absolutely heater leg kicks that he wasn't really doing anything about or answering them. You know, he kind of mm-hmm. was just taking them at a certain point. And then Figueroa stopped throwing them. So and he checked a few. So I imagine Figueroa was like, "All right, fuck that. I'm not throwing these anymore." And I think he knocked them down what three times, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and the the yeah. one stole the round. I think that's what really won him the fight. The one where he knocked him down and then hit him with the. I think he put him in a dart. So like with five seconds left, and the, yeah. the round ended. And then he pushed him as he was getting up, which was fucking awesome. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Um, I saw. So two judges gave Figueroa the fourth, which I don't agree with. I thought Moreno took the that's second. I, fourth. I thought so. Uh, yeah. I thought it went Figueredo, Moreno, Figueredo, Moreno, Figueredo. Like, yep. back and, like literally back and forth. Yep. Um, and then two gave Moreno the fifth, which I, I don't I don't know. I understand how. He got knocked down in the fifth. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – that, that, was, that was a discussion at my house where we were watching the fights, like how much you uh, give credit to, like, some of the, the knock – like the quick knockdowns where he hops right back up. Like, yeah. You know, like, and obviously – it was just it's just different because that some people were saying you know that should win you the round. Some people were saying well it doesn't take away from the four minutes that you just won, you know. So right. and the judges obviously disagree on that too because some people gave them a round and you no know, the one round and some people didn't. But right. I was watching the fight with these random kids. I, don't ask me how. And there was this one kid. He was a he was big in the UFC and he knew his shit, but he was a little drunk and he was a little you know he he thought he was fucking. Mr. Know-it-all. And, you know, he's like, yeah, I got Moreno here. He won the first one, too. And we were just on the opposite sides. And I wasn't talking shit. I was just letting the fight go. And I'm like, he's going to knock him down in this in this last round or knock him out. And he's like, no fucking way. And then he put him down. He's like, oh, I think Moreno still won. And it was just so funny seeing him shut up as soon as Moreno lost. Um, I think if they fight a fourth time, I think Figueroa, as long as he doesn't have a problem with the weight cut, I think he'll beat him again. I think he beat him in the first. Um it was a close. That, almost, that first one was so close. Uh, it's, and there almost wasn't a second fight if he would have finished him when he had him 
uh, Dead to Rights in the first. But then, yeah. uh, I think it was the, the round ended, I think. So, I mean, we haven't have, ever had a four-fight uh, sequence between fighters in the UFC ever. Uh, it's definitely prevalent in boxing with Marquez and Mickey Ward and all them, but never in the UFC. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's it has to happen next. Like, I think Pantoja and Askarov and Cara France, like, I think they've definitely uh, worked their way up. Like, I think we were talking about, uh, you know, just the nature, just the landscape of this division. <clears throat> we were talking about how, you know, it seems like it's only two. It's only two fighters and, you know, everybody else, there's, what else are they going to do? You know, we, we don't want to see Kai Kara France. And this was like a year or two ago, fight for the title. Now I think we kind of do. You know, like Kai Kara France just put out Cody and he's got that right hand. Yep. I, you know, I, I think I'd want to see Askarov. I don't know what's going on with him. It seems like it's been forever. He's fighting Kai Kara France in March. Oh, fuck. There you go. Boom. I think so. And then Pantoja has a fight set up already or is he next? Uh, I am I, I, not sure about that. Uh, I can I can check that while we're while we're sitting here. But um, Askarov, that that is a great uh, matchup. Askarov and uh, that is and Kai Kara France. Is. I mean, that's kind of like a title eliminator. The winner of that probably gets the you know the next door deal. Pantoja does not have a fight scheduled as of now. It looks okay. like. But, I feel like he would be next. The way he's been um, kind of just been sitting sitting on the sidelines after he beat Roy Val and Cop. You know, what I mean, like that's. <clears throat> and Moreno, he beat. It was a while ago, I think, but he did beat. Moreno, he did beat right? Moreno in 2018. <clears throat> oh, okay, I mean, so I, I feel like maybe you can play that angle, maybe rematch them, and then have you know Figueroa wait for Kai Car France and um, Askarov, and then you all Pantoja Moreno, maybe. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, you could run that back, Pantoja Moreno. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's just kind of and, and like you said. I mean, and then you know, if you can't figure that all out, you could just have them run it back again. Because that's right. the, you know they. The, I mean, nobody would be against that. No, because th- that's what uh, a lot of like I was saying during the fight, and I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. Those guys just seem like they're they're made to fight each other. It's like the perfect matchup perfect, every yeah. time. Like the we we have no idea what's going to happen each time. Like Figueredo just with a you know like a, a razor edge decision, and the first one was like a you know could have gone either way. You know like figure it, it, it was more lean Figueredo, but I understood the draw because a lot to all that. I mean a lot of crazy shit happened. He gets a point taken away, right? That's kind of what. Uh, and if that doesn't happen, he wins you know, the fight. You know so yeah, <laughs> and and Moreno dominates him in the second fight, which no one saw that coming either. So it's right. you know it's a crazy crazy game we uh, we we cover and we talk about here, but um. Uh, those were the two, uh, you know, highlights of the night, uh, the the title fights, and then it kind of, uh, you know, kind of uh, drops off a little it. bit. Uh, yeah. Our boy Michelle Pajeda, uh takes out Andre Filajo in a decision. It wasn't like a dominant decision per se. Uh, Pajeda was getting, you know, he was getting cracked a little bit. He was eating jabs. First round, and, I think he lost. Yeah, and then after that, he kind of just uh, was able didn't really do all the crazy shit that he usually does. I think he's learned that it's not. Uh, Thank God, except for that one, uh, whatever front flip. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. He kicked it kind of landed. Yeah, he <laughs> fucking kicked him in the top of the head. That was crazy. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah, he like. I mean, before you know, like when he was fighting what Tristan Connolly, I think it was, where he would fucking gas himself out doing sixty-five cartwheels and jumping yeah. off the cage and all that shit. He's kind of limited that. So I guess we'll see what's next for uh, Pajero. Is he? I don't know if he's ranked. I don't think he's ranked yet, right? Uh, I don't think he's earned. Uh, the, I hope not. No, he is not ranked. I think he's now. a massive fraud. But I mean, I, I think so. Like, if he gets in there with, uh, if you look at the UFC rankings at uh, 170, and you you tell, I mean, you can't tell me he's going to beat any of these guys. Even if you go to 15, uh, Muslim Salikov, he's not. I mean, that's what you're supposed to Pons. Fight. Yeah, is he is he going to be Pons? Oh man, I mean, that's you know, a, that's a good matchup. Guys, Jeff Neal, just because Jeff Neal has been fighting so like the scared leech? lately. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Hamzat like, would 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 look at make him look like a fucking child. So yeah, you know that, and, and you know. Maybe he beats like Chiesa and guys like that, but who knows? You know, that's yeah, uh, that's uh, not an easy uh, easy night out for any of these. So uh, that's what's next for him, right? Like one of those yeah, guys, one of those like uh, yeah, ten maybe. to fifteen guys, I would say. Maybe if they I were going to put him with uh, Salikov, then I think that that's the next logical. That's step. probably what they should do: rebook that just because it was booked, I think, twice. Um, and I think that'd be also also a uh, really good fight. Honestly, I, I'm a big fan of Muslim Salikov. I just I don't know. I think they want to, I guess, maybe not expose Pereira because they know he's very all his shortcomings. Um, you know, you can't you can't deny the guy, the guy's you know talent and whatnot. Exciting, he's so quick and he hits fucking hard. 
Um, you know, if he just stood in there and just threw normal strikes the whole fight, I, and he had like a, a a good gas tank, he'd be a fucking killer. Yeah, but he's you know very dumb. Ran, ran and he in has, a little bit. Yeah, and he has no gas tank. So I mean, maybe if you give him like fucking how you know Shavkat Rachmanov, not Kakramanov, but Rachmanov. I he's fighting Carlson Harris. That's a really good fight coming up next. I think the next card actually. Um, Nico Price, maybe give him Nico Price. I don't know if that guy's still. He would, fu- oh, he would smoke him. Yeah, yeah, I think he already, yeah, already fought. What was that? That was a decision, right? Yeah, Randy Rude Boy, Randy Brown. I'm just saying the Rude Boy, maybe. I mean, but yeah, not you know too worried about a loss. Uh, even though it was DQ to Diego Sanchez, is not a good look. On the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was so terrible. Yeah. I'm so glad we're over that part of the you know life. Yeah, where, happened, happened, where yeah. he's like the the co-main event on a, on a fucking fight night <laughs> in Albuquerque or something. Like that. Uh, yeah, Saeed Nurmagomedov. I mean, with a absolutely statement dominant performance against Cody Stamen, who said before the fight that he was fighting for his life and his job, and he got submitted Ugh. in forty seven seconds. And he uh, did it to himself. Yes, he did. Did it to himself. I thought maybe he'd win. You know, I I, I didn't think he'd win. I, I I'm a big fan of Nurmagomedov. Um, I think some of the, some of the non-Khabib Nurmagomedovs will definitely let you win a fight that you have no chance of winning. No doubt. That's just how they do. Um, they pull stunts. Some of them are massive frauds. Um, I like Cody Stamen, man. I met his, uh, cousin a couple of years ago when I first moved down here. Big dude. And, uh, who is he fighting for that fight? Let's break it up quick. And I've heard good stories about him. He seems like a good dude, you know, very fun to watch. Uh, even back when he when he beat uh, Caraway, he was looking like he might be a champion. Uh, and then he fought Sterling, uh, you know, Song Yudong. I thought he beat Song Yudong. Um, I think it was the Kelleher fight. Yeah, six six twenty. That's when I first moved down here. When he fought Brian Kelleher, I was watching with his cousin, this just absolute gorilla dude who was short. Um, so I, I like Cody's name. I like rooting for him. But this was just very, very, very dumb, man. Like, he just set himself up. And against a Nurmagomedov, that's, you cannot just give him your neck at all. No. No, that can't happen. And, uh, and yeah, it was just – I mean, and make, that's cut watch, dude. That's as simple, simple as that. Yeah. yeah I, don't think, I don't think they'll do it. You know, it's three in a row, and they're all tough fighters, Marab, Saeed, and Jimmy, Jimmy Rivera. But, you know, the Jimmy Rivera loss doesn't look that great. And – I don't know. You could always put him in there with Kelleher and guys like that. You know, Kevin Karoom, if he wants an easy win. Uh, Andre Ewell, I know they were supposed to fight, but yeah, three in a row, man. And, you know, getting finished now, it's, it's not a good look. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's just not a good look. And uh, this was not a good look either. Trevin Giles taking the L to Michael Morales, <sighs> getting uh, getting pretty bad TKO'd. Uh, Awful. Yeah, and not much to say other than that. I mean, it's okay. Michael Morales looks like a. Uh, I mean, he's young. He's twenty two. He looks like a nice up and coming prospect. I, we never see. He it. hits he, hard, man. He, he does hit hard, dude. Because yeah, he fuck. reacted. Trevor Giles got a. He gave a visible reaction every time he was hit. So, um, and then this was a, a big upset in the plus four hundred area, which was crazy. But Victor Henry, you know, from from Japanese Ryzen fame and uh, fought all over the world. Uh, takes oh, out Hione no. Barcelos, who uh, absolutely has uh, pillows for hands. Um, no offense, but he just does not. I don't know what does not grow with power. Pillows for, pillows for brains. I don't understand what's wrong. I mean, yeah, he's, he's like I think Hione Barcelos, if I have this correctly, is one of like the best or, or one of the m- maybe most accomplished uh, jujitsu players in the world. And I th- also I think I might have this might have this correct. I might not. His dad is like a fucking red belt, which is. Nobody gets. It's like there's not many yeah. people that have it. Yeah, I think it's him. And he didn't even. He just wanted to, to to stand with this guy. Victor Henry has fought a lot of fucking times, like almost thirty times, I think. And like you said, he's been all over. He's fought. Um, who did he fight? Anderson dos Santos, uh, a guy who can hit. Kyler Phillips. He beat Kyler Phillips a couple yep. of years ago. Like, there's guys that he he's he's you know he's he's got good boxing. I like his hands. He's very. He's a dog too. Like I, I, I found myself rooting for him in that fight, and uh, you know, especially when he was what, plus four hundred, like you said. Uh, Barcelos was almost minus six hundred. Yeah, Did not look anywhere close to minus six hundred. I think this fight got canceled twice. So, you know, he definitely wants to prove himself and get his first UFC win. I mean, fuck, he's been so many plays. You said he was in Ryzen for a couple of years. I don't know if he was the champ over there, but he was also in King in the Cage and you know all these other random fucking pan craze. Like, you know, this guy's from where L.A. 
or um, yeah, he's from Cali. So, you know, him going all over the world is definitely something new and different. Um, so I'm, I'm happy for him. He's 34 getting his first UFC win. Like good for him, man. And uh, you know, Barcelos should have definitely, definitely did more, but his dad is a seventh degree coral belt and BJJ. Um, <laughs> yeah. He was a freestyle wrestler <laughs> in the 1980s. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty fucking insane. But, insane. Um, a fucking seventh degree coral. What does that even mean? I just ran I, out of. Yeah. I just I, said, fuck the black. You got every single black belt there is to get. We'll just give you something else. Yeah. So, I, like, I started. I don't know if I. I didn't say it on here, but I did start doing jujitsu about a couple weeks ago. Let's and, get it. And, Let's get uh, it. Yeah. I see the. Like, they have, like, pictures of the Gracies on the wall and stuff like that. And they, oh, like, right. a couple of them have the red belts. And I'm just like, dude, these guys are, like, got like the if you looked at if there was a jiu-jitsu bible these would be the biblical yeah. like guys the the uh, like i don't even know like horion and uh there's so all of them Helion. There's so there's many so many different names carlos gracie and the fucking right. you know Cron. all on there's just so many of them and they're all like somehow related and to me it, it blows my mind how <laughs> like these guys the black belts it's like a pyramid scheme like not in a bad way but like <laughs> You get it from this guy who got it from this guy who got it from this guy. And then you give guy. it to somebody else. Yeah, it's and like... Sometimes it could be shady because I think uh, Molly McCann has a black belt. So it's like, exactly. Who, who, like, gave, who you, gave her that? that? That's the thing. In the school I'm going to, shout out to Hassett's, uh, it, it's shout fucking... Uh, like, they don't joke around with that shit. Like, you're not getting yeah. your black belt until you're like 100 years old. Like, you, you have yeah. to earn that shit because they don't want... The thing is, it makes you look bad. If you if I you gave me a black belt on my third day, and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, let's go. I go to another school, and I'm like, where are you from? Hassett's, and I'm a black belt. And you go with other yeah. black belts, you're getting smoked. They're like, dude, yeah. the fuck, those guys are bums over there. So that's yeah. it makes you them look, and that, it's just like it's crazy the different levels. Because then you like you said, you see guys like, oh, he's a black belt. <laughs> like Dustin Poirier is a black belt. It's like, uh, I mean, yeah, I know. You know he's good at grappling, but is he a black belt? You know, like I don't know about that. So it's 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 a crazy, crazy game. The old uh, jujitsu. There is uh, a Gracie uh, gym in Tampa, I believe, uh-oh. or St. Pete that I might go to. It's not called that anymore, but I think there is a Gracie that runs it. So there you go. That's uh, all. That's all you need. Not. If you had the Gracie <clears> name, <throat> I dude, to join you. Yeah, let's go, dude. This is the jujitsu. <laughs> We're gonna become a fucking Pan Am's uh, Naga, you know, World No Gi <laughs> podcast here. All that shit. Yeah, so. I'm here for it. Uh, Jack Della Madalena, 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 I believe, Madalena. uh, took out Pete Rodriguez, who, uh, you know, was in his fifth professional fight. He had no business. Pete really Rodriguez, being there. I think he sold me a car that one day. Yeah. It's, uh, Ma- Madalena looks, uh, he looks like a, like a nice up and coming prospect, but he didn't really Big get fan. a true test here. His hands are nice and powerful. And Pete Rodriguez has powerful hands too. Like that guy, he didn't look like he was like no joke. He gave it his all in there, but it, it quickly eroded uh, about a minute thirty yeah. into that fight. He realized, oh boy, this ain't gonna go his way, and uh, that was that. I like Madalena. His first two pro fights, he lost. Uh, he avenged the first one. I think he got finished in both of them too. And then he went on a fucking. He hasn't. I think he knocked everybody out uh, until he was on the contender series. He fought that dude. Uh, fucking forget his name. The ninja uh, from Switzerland. Uh, he didn't finish him, but it was a good fight, <clears throat> and he, you know, made really, really quick work of uh, Pete Rod. So we'll see what he does next. I'm, I, I like what I saw from him, man. The the southpaw, the jab, the, the last the ninja, Angelusa. Yeah, Angelusa, Lusa, Louise or Louis, Louis, Lusa, Lu, Louisa. Two L's, yeah. L O O S A. So who knows? Yeah, good luck. Yeah, who knows there? <laughs> um, but that's the only guy he hasn't finished, and I think he beat the shit out of that dude. Uh, he was supposed to fight Worley Alves. I really would like to see that fight again or get made again. <clears throat> yeah. Um, big fan. Honestly, he's 25. I thought he was a little older for some reason. Uh, you know, I don't love those Aussie guys. You know, they kind of piss me off. I don't know if he trained. Does he train with all them? I would assume so. Yeah, I mean, I'm not exactly sure. I'll go off tapology. We it's we don't um, want to see the uh, you know who in this corner. Yeah, no, yeah, you if, fucking King Eugene. Uh, it does not say he has an affiliation here on tapology. So okay, uh, hopefully he doesn't. No, no Bearman affiliation allowed. Let's hope not. Uh, so Tony Gravely uh, was able to take care of business in kind of a boring uh, si- si- salmon, Simon, whatever. Uh, Oliveira yeah. uh, was making his UFC debut. He kind of just. He kept trying to get this guillotine. He kept trying to submit him, and it was really like no real defensive. Ra- and Gravely is just the ultimate like wrestling crotch sniffer sort sort of guy who, you know, when he loses, he gets caught in submission. So that was a that was a path to victory. But um, 
no, it just wasn't it wasn't to be. That guy was just outmatched, and there was a reason Gravely was the uh, big-time favorite there. Uh, the Steamroller gets back on track after uh, setting a record his last time out there, uh, losing in seven seconds, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he was able to take out Gennaro, uh, Gennaro Valdez, who was... What uh, a wild animal that dude is. Yeah, Holy he fuck. did not give any fucks at all in Jesus, that fight. man. Um, El Arreadito. Whatever that means, the yeah, psychopath. Probably, uh, I, I'm down to see him stay in the UFC just because he's crazy and you know whatever. But uh, I thought Matt Favola should have got 50k for that. I thought he beat the fuck out of him, and it was very, uh, you know, it was definitely worth 50k. I, I don't know what Vanessa Demopoulos did besides put in an armbar that was kind of given to her to get that. I, you know, I don't know. It'll, she doesn't have the strip anymore, so that's good. Yeah, they, I mean, um, I guess they gave her to her fine of, for the comeback element of it. Uh, yeah, but, I guess that makes sense. But you know, then she hops in Joe Rogan's arms and all that. It was a little bizarre. Yeah, but, that was so weird. That was that was very odd. Yeah, it, so, was, it was a Joe Rogan love fest on Saturday night, which yeah. I wasn't sure how to feel how to feel about. Which well, the doctor know, I, was in town, dude. You know, you got to give the doc love when he's there. So Doctor Joe yeah. Rogan was able to, uh, <laughs> you know, get his praise that he deserved, uh, king of the vaccine and everything. So. <laughs> Uh, Silvana Gomez Juarez has no business being in the UFC. I, I know I don't like saying that. It's mean. Cut but her ass. She just, you know, you just she got armbarred by Loopy and she gets armbarred by Demopolis and she's not exactly she getting thirty-seven. Yeah, and she's not getting armbarred by world these world beating champions. You know, this is uh, her best win was a six and four woman. Exactly. Who so, so. And, and or Vanessa Mello who sucks. Time is running out for Silvana Gomez for SGJ. All right, SGJ is yeah. in trouble. Uh, <laughs> Jasmine, uh, oh, yeah, good luck. Giles the Jesuit Vicious? Yeah, Vicious. Joe Juravicious. Joe Juravicious. Gets the win and pretty dominant fashion over Kay Hansen. Grappling was able to, you know, the jab, the hands were nice. just Kay Hansen was really had no match. It was like really no match for her. And Kay Hansen drops a 7 and 5. Too small. Yeah. Yeah. And Kay Hansen coming off that loss to Corey McKenna, which, yeah, that's rough. Yeah, she did beat. She Jenny needed Fry, to bounce but, back, and she know. did not. She lost to Aaron Blanchfield back in the day, so she has. She does have a lot of losses, man. Uh, you know, listen. If she wants, she can. She can come in my arms. I will console her. Okay. There you go. See, but, okay, you uh, have an offer. Uh, yeah, you know she's she's really young. Is that she's twenty two and she's seven and five, and I think in the UFC she's one and two. So I, I feel like this is really, you know, really rushed. I know she was in Invicta for a little bit, but you know, seven and five at twenty two. You know, she hasn't fought anybody like a vet, so that kind of gives me, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of pause. That you know, it's not like they put in there against Roxy and she lost. Like that happens. But Corey McKenna and Jasmine Jasuda uh, Vicious, it's like, you know, what are we doing here? Um, maybe she, they just need to give her whoever the lowest lowest of the low are in that in that weight class. Well, forgive um, me for being a uh, matchmaker here, but why don't we have Sil- SGJ jump up to one twenty five, bro? Let's just do it. <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't know if they're in the same weight class. Uh, they're not, but SGJ is kind of big. and um, Kay's kind of small. Kay so not. So, yeah, well, hey, loser gets cut, and you know, maybe the winner gets cut. Like a WWE-style, uh, like the Undertaker retirement match. Like if, I, I lose, <laughs> if I lose, I'm retiring, dude. Let's, let's do it. Why not? Yeah. We need some more of that in the UFC. And uh, that was UFC 270. Uh, overall, not, you know... Not something we're going to talk about at the end of the year and say, wow, man, what a card that was. That was a great card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because la- last year, if you could think of it off the top of your head, in my mind, the best card of the year was the uh, was the first one with fans, with uh, Usman and um, Masvidal. That, was that 269? Uh, I, no, I don't know. That was Oliveira. Yeah, that, that was a lot. 264 might have been or one of those numbers, but or I don't know. Honestly, the numbers kind of – you know, All of the 260s were really good. 267, yes, 268, 269. Um, they really so were. So hopefully the 70s, we can get we can get some good luck with that. We didn't start off too hot, but, you know, fight we'll, of the, we'll get there. Fight of the night was Davis and Figueredo and Brandon Moreno, which uh, I would say that that was, a, that was definitely uh, the, the right decision. And uh, yeah. performances of the night were uh, Saeed Nurmagomedov, which I would say is, is owed, and Vanessa Demopoulos, who we've already talked about. We did not necessarily believe that she was worthy of the yeah. uh the extra 50k but 50k um, she she probably made 10 10 the show and 10 the win so you know good for her honestly yeah yeah she uh she she kind of it says it right here 24 24,000 and then the 12,000 dollar win bonus and then on oh, top good. of that she got another 50k so not a bad night for the former exotic dancer 
Vanessa Demopoulos, who she said that, not me. I did not. I'm not bringing up her past in a bad way. She <laughs> is the one that is very proud of it. And uh, congrats hey, to, to, to her. Hey, man, I would be an exotic That's dancer split. if I was a chick, dude. That was pretty impressive. That's, that split was nuts. So that there is no UFC this weekend, which, uh, you know, is always sad. But um, I, I don't mind it based off some of the cards they've been putting out uh, in the beginning of this year. We can take a week off. But we do have some Bellator. And, I know. You know, and not uh, not a huge, uh, you know, big name card. You got Benson Henderson getting back in there again, uh, but the main event is uh, Ryan Bader and Valentin Moldovsky. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Hey, you're good. Um, Plus two fifteen, uh, Bader. I-, I would tell you folks to not bet. Do not do this. Enrique Barzola is also <laughs> fighting Darian Caldwell. So uh, Henry Corrales, Aiden Lee. Um. Yeah, that's, I mean, this is kind of just a to your typical Bellator card, just uh, fights to watch on a, uh, what is this going to be, a Friday night, Saturday night? I think yeah. it's a Saturday night. I think it's Friday. Oh, okay. That's, oh, it is Saturday. Yeah, sorry. Saturday? Okay. Yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, Bader, man. He's coming to the end of the road. Same with Sabah Hamazi. He might get knocked out again. <laughs> Sarah Bennett, Benderson, Benson Anderson, plus 305, Bader plus 210. I mean, come on, guys. What are we doing here? Hang him up. Yep. Uh, it's, you know, at a certain point, you got to walk away. And uh, no is this for a title? Win. This is yeah. yeah this the, is for the oh, this is for the heavyweight title. Because Bader's the champ and Moldovsky's the interim champ after he beat fucking Tim Johnson. However, that gets there you, you in interim belt. Belt. They'll be fighting from the Footprint Center and uh, <laughs> in Phoenix, Arizona. I uh, heard it holds fifteen people. So. Yeah. No. It, what is the Footprint Center? Is that where the Suns play? I hope not. That's a very stupid name. A lot of arenas over the recent years have changed names. It's funny because I don't know if you remember back in the day when we'd play video games and we'd see the arena names and they seemingly would never change. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, the PBG Paints Arena, the Sunkissed Fuck Your Mom Arena. Like just a bunch of stupid shit that you're like, you know, the Footprint Center? Who the fuck wants to go to the Footprint Center? Uh, They just changed some... I forget what other name in some uh, major sport they just change it, but it's very dumb. Like, if they change the Lincoln Financial Field to, like, you know, CCL Elon Musk Stadium. Yeah, like Tesla Arena or something like that. You're like, oh, what the (laughs) fuck, dude? Um, Yeah, this is where the Suns play, by the way. Uh, And it has held some classic events, like one of Frank Sinatra's last concerts on December 10th, 1993. What a night that was! Holy shit! And don't you can't forget when uh, Miley Cyrus came through on her Bangers tour in 2014. That was uh, that was quite came through like a wrecking ball. Yep, Guns N' Roses performed there August. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Footprint Center. Not a huge fan. I don't even know where. What is the footprint? Like what? What? Uh, I don't know Who what they the do. Yeah, like what their yeah. thing is or whatnot. But uh, good luck to everyone down there for the uh, big oh, fights really? this weekend. I'm really interested in this Eagle FC event tomorrow. It's in Miami at the FLX Cast Arena, whatever that means. Wow, how about that? So, huh? so the main event. This is this is this is a very mixed bag of what of stuff that you're going to get. So I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off at the very bottom. Um, these names are pretty funny. I'm going to start with Jorgen De Castro, former heavyweight UFC fighter. Yes, Jorgen De Castro is fighting some guy. Um, <laughs> There's a Magomedlaviev. I don't even know. I, I don't know how to say that. Um, there's a Ramazan Koromagomedov. He's undefeated. He's fighting John Howard <laughs> in a 170 fight. Ray Borg is fighting on this card wow. against Cody Gibson, who I believe I've heard of. In the co-main event, we have Gabriel Checo. Never heard of him? I haven't either. He is fighting a fellow by the name of Rashad Evans. Sugar Rashad Evans, dude. Oh, my God. He's like 50. Yep. He's Fresh probably going to get of, put to bed by my Mr. Oh, Checo. He's only, 40, he's only 42. Fresh off, hopefully he's on some uh, psychedelics. And the main event is Tyrone Spong, who's 2-0 oh, as an MMA fighter. And one of the best kickboxers ever. Against Sergey Karatanov <laughs> at, at heavyweight. I don't know how this, this came to be, but um, that's the main event. That's what happens when you get into the MMA game. He, you know... Uh, what's Mr. Purist Habib Nurmagomedov putting together a absolutely trash can card? And uh, yeah, I think this is a good card, dude. Well, I'm gonna watch it so, because I'm I have nothing we, else to watch. But I mean, that doesn't. We have. Yeah, get to pay it's, for this. It's. I hope not. Ray uh, Borg is like the feature belt. Yeah, let's not do that. You know. Uh, 
What, uh, what, what, I was, I was gonna, oh, dude, how about, you see BKFC? Uh, they, Melvin, they fold it? No, Melvin Gillard, uh, they, they denied oh having him God, fight because he's on a 14 fight losing streak. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he wants I to fight, I don't, I don't see why he should, like, I mean, I'm not saying, well, you know. <laughs> I'm glad they did that. Well, I mean, well, you I'm gotta step surprised. in at some point. There's so much red here, dude. So much red. <laughs> I'm very surprised that they did that because it's Florida, and um, I get they did catch a lot of flack. They have been catching a lot of flack recently, which they definitely deserve. Um, let's see who, let's see who Mr. Galar has lost to recently. He did have a no contest in there. Well, don't forget the Terry House Jr. fight that was, uh, you know, in United Combat League uh, that fought in Hammond, Indiana. That was that was a great night. Takanori Gomi. And he lost. Yep. So, yeah. Um, is that the Israel Adesanya? Wow. Uh, yeah, that yeah. is. Maurice Jackson, uh, Muslim Salikov. I mean, they're just feeding him to these animals, dude. Derek Campos, who's a Peloton fighter. Even Gaethje in World Series of Fighting. Yeah. And he missed weight for that, too. I mean. Man, he, how many times has he The one weight? fight he missed. Uh, the one win he had was David Rickles. And he missed weight, and then he KO'd the guy, but he tested positive for a banned substance afterwards, <laughs> and it was moved to a no contest. So there you go. That's, Even his wins or losses. Yep. I mean, that's the life of a uh, Melvin Gillard. And um, yeah, his last win was Mac Danzig. Yeah. Or no, maybe this Cavalcante guy. I don't know. Um, yeah, hopefully he stays away and you know doesn't have his brain rot away. Um, but we'll see. So uh, I guess we should move to no- uh, some news and notes since we don't really have uh, a lot of um, – Nothing to preview. Yeah, nothing to preview or talk about since we just previewed a bunch of garbage uh, that uh, we-, we were able to come across. So uh, I guess the big one is Justin Gaethje and uh, Charles Oliveira being made for May 7th. Uh, I, yeah. There was kind Sorry of uh, talk you know, back and forth about what, what was going to be next or who deserved it and – is it going to be, uh, you know, the winner of Makachev and Daryush? Uh, is, you know, there was a – Connor was trying to get in there. Oliver was saying he was going to fight, you know, I want to fight Connor, all that bullshit. So yeah. I'm glad they made the right fight. It is Gaethje. Uh, we, I mean, right now I'll tell you, Gaethje's probably going to get subbed. That's what I, That's what hmm. my opinion is. Uh, Oliver will probably get knocked down six times during the fight, but – Right. He will, you know, I think he will find a way to uh, get the win. But, uh, I mean, it depends. Gaethje is absolutely a live dog in that. Uh, early odds were minus 155 for Charles Oliveira, plus 135 for Justin Gaethje. So, um, Give me Gaethje. There you go. That's that's the early pick for, for the boys from same, the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. We have Norma Dumont wow. making her return against Macy the Bum Chason. Wow, that's unnecessary. We also have... <laughs> We all, hey, it's her nickname. Oh, uh, no, maybe. Uh, misprint, sorry. We also have Loopy fighting Adri- Arion Carnalasi on that. On that uh, and I two think of the Glover. podcast favorites right there. <laughs> we also have Lu- Glover and Yuri. So, yep. uh, hey, shaping up to be something. Give me Yuri. Uh, I'm just a fan. I, 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 don't, I don't know uh, how, if it's going to go that way, but I think he's just going to be a little too quick and uh, powerful for, for Mr. Teixeira. But good on Mr. Teixeira. Uh, Mini Nunez. Has a fight now for February 26th against a woman called Jennifer Gonzalez. So sure. uh, look out for that. Uh, Penny Kianzad is fighting Lena Landsberg on April 16th. So there, okay. there's that. Chris Curtis is fighting Driscus Duplessis, which that's, uh, that's, a a nice, that's an absolutely great fight. Uh, that's Ty- a great card. Yeah, it is. Tyson Pedro and Ike Villanueva. Tyson fucking Pedro. Welcome back. It's been two, three years. Um, it's been a minute. It's. I mean, hey, who else better to come back against than Hurricane Ike? You know. Uh, we got Vicente Luque and Bilal Muhammad on April sixteenth. That's another. I one like that. that card. That's. I, like that. uh, I mean, they already fought Dude, before April's, Luque was able to get the win, but. April has a good, is April's a good month. Yep. If, from what I've seen, I know it's a while away, but I think we have some good stuff coming up in April. Nathaniel Wood and Ludwig Shalinen from the uh, sure. from what's it called the Ultimate Fighter. That's the only reason I remember uh. that guy. Uh, Parker, oh here you go, Parker Porter oh, and man. Alan Boudot. That's uh, Alan Boudot cut watch banger for February nineteenth. That that seems like <laughs> something I'm going to be taking a nap during that card. Yeah. Mike Breeden <laughs> and Natan, Natan Levy. Uh, sure. Gunnar Nelson has a fight now against Claudio Silva, so that that's yep, a nice matchup. Sleep. <laughs> that card, by the way, is very good. Volkov and Aspinall. 
the uh yeah, the, the London, London card is going to be awesome. Patty has a Jack, fight now. Jack Shore, Timur Valiev, um, Molly McCann. Uh, yeah, Patty Patty Pullman's fighting that psychopath because yeah, Hazula Vargas. Yeah, that's the one who uh, I always remember him kneeing uh, Brock Weaver in the face for no right reason. Like face. yeah, for no reason when he was down, just he was beating his ass and just lost his mind and just tried to decapitate <laughs> him with his knee. Uh, uh. Arnold Allen fighting Dan Hooker on that card as well, which very uh, weird fight. Hooker, Hooker loves pain, man. He just loves I'm putting himself in these awful situations. Yeah, I just I don't know. It's a weird, awkward matchup. I feel like you know Arnold Allen's good. I don't know it's weird, but I'm all for it. Macy Barber and Montana De La Rosa fighting on April 23rd. Hello. Uh, let's see what else do we got here. What else do we got? Jeremiah Wells is fighting uh, who? Uh, I don't know if that's actually accurate. Uh, a man called Mike Blood Diamond Mathia. That's what Damn. they say. Uh, Little Figueredo is fighting uh, Daniel De Silva, April thirtieth. So there you go. Like you said, we had that Norma Dumont, a friend of the podcast, uh, getting back in there. Andrea Lee and Vivian Arujo getting in there. Um, Huggy Bear's got another fight. Our boy, Beast in twenty five and eight, or whatever the fuck his uh, nickname was, Chris Barnett <laughs> fighting Mar- Martin uh, Budaya Boudet or so- something along those lines. April sixteenth. Um, that, that card's coming together. Shamil Abdurakhmanov is fighting uh, Sergey Pavlovich on that main uh, March nineteenth card. That I like the and the Columbus card's going to be a good one too. I like that they're like loading so these uh, these fan these- cards up. Back to back to back uh, fight nights after 272 are all good. Tiago Santos and Ankalaev with like, you know, Marlon Marais and Song Yedong, Bruno Silva, Alex Pereira, Drew Dober, Ricky Glenn, like some fights, you know. And then the next one, the next week, you got Volkov Aspinall. We went over that. And then the one after that is Blahovich Rakic with Askarov, Kara France, Matt Brown, Barbarina, um, Alexa Grasso fights Joanne Wood, Nate Landwehr, Lorraine Murphy. We have, you know, just that three. Those three cards back to back to back are all have good fights so far. Knock on wood. Gina Mazzani, your girl, is getting back in oh there against Shannon Young. Uh the only person I wouldn't fade her against. I would wouldn't fade her against. God damn it! We'll we'll have to come up with something for that. Something has to give there. Yeah, well, I hope we get some information, some inside information, but to put for here <laughs> and there. Or maybe we could just sit that one out, but we're all we're degenerate, yeah, we, so we can't help ourselves. Volkov and Aspinall is going to be the main event, right? Yeah, it's going to be the main yeah. event of that 19th card. That's going to be awesome. Aspinall uh, needs us if he wants to break through. Yeah, that's a t- that's not an easy matchup either because Volkov's yeah. tough, dude. He and he's, he's got not a good, easy nice to get back out of tattoo there. either. Also, uh, that's a sick tattoo. It's kind of, kind of Sean Brady esque. Uh, Marco scary. Madsen, Vince Pichel. That, right. That's going to happen. And uh, I think that about wraps it up. Oh, Khalil Roundtree and Carl Robeson, March 12th. That's not bad either. Uh, Greg, Hardy, Greg Hardy's going to be rebooked against Sergey uh, Spivak, March Thank 5th. Thank God. <laughs> and then uh, Miguel Baeza is fighting Diego Lima. Oh, I like that one. I, I, I like that a lot. So uh, there's that. And uh, Hoffa Garcia. Yeah, there's all. And then this is all. Man, dude, there's so many. Uh, there's just so many goddamn UFC fighters. That's what it is. It's hard to get all these guys uh, in the cage at a certain point. Clay Guida is going to fight Claudio Puelas. Uh, I think we uh, get, got to all this. Good uh, lord. These two, also, these two fight nights after 271 are good with Dariush Makachev and then the Hafial versus Hafial. Johnny Walker, Jamal Hill, dude. I'm here for that. There you go. Jer- Jeremy Stevens was cut from the UFC. That's uh, yes, that's the update yes. now. And, Forgot uh, that. After that, I mean, that's about it for us. Uh, that's nothing else. Nothing else going on really. Um, there is a BKFC event coming back around here, I think. So I'm gonna have to see if I see. Actually, no. Anthony Pettis has a Showtime. Uh, it's a promotion now. Showtime FC. Yeah. Have you heard? Okay, so they're coming to Lakeland, which is not far from me. It's in the middle of Orlando and Tampa. Just so he can get, I, I, I saw him on Facebook. It was actually him uh, talking to people. So Showtime FC one February eleventh in Lakeland, Florida, at the RFP Funding Center. Another stupid fucking name. There you go. So there's there's two fights on the cards so far. So that's good. Jacob Kilburn is the main event. Jacob, the killer Kilburn, who lost to Brandon Jenkins and Austin Lingo and Billy Q and Bobby Moffitt by finish. Um, he's getting another chance. In the upstart, 
Showtime FC. I might go, honestly. Um, February 11th. Interesting. On a Friday. We'll see. I'm just looking forward to Knuckle Mania, too. That's, uh, <laughs> that's where my focus is right now. Don't talk to me until Knuckle Mania 2 is up. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, let me. there it is. That's a week later after that. It's in Hollywood, Florida. Mike Perry, Julia Lane, Chad Mendez making his debut. Yeah, this is good. that's gonna be one for the record books, folks. One for the record uh, books for sure, dude. Uh, but that's it. Uh, any boxing on, on the on the horizon? Nothing really. Uh, uh, there was just a good fight this weekend. Gary Russell Jr. fought. Make um, I forget his name. Asamigo, and he had like a fucked up arm the whole fight, and he fought well. Um, Sergio Martinez has re reemerged from the grave of Argentina and is now fighting. This Saturday against some poor fella. Um, if I had to give you a good fight, I can't give you one until February 5th. Uh, Keith Thurman fights. But it's on pay-per-view, so fuck that. Um, we're getting some rumors. We're getting some summer fights. It's, it's usually what happens in boxing is the winter is when they discuss and they try to get some stuff together. Um, I know Errol Spence is coming up in a little bit. He's supposed to get in there. Uh, Mir Khan, for what that's worth. So nothing yet, but we're, we're getting there. We are getting there, and uh, it's going to be a great, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a good year of fights. We have a lot of uh, different shit on the horizon that we can get excited for. I mean, There's right so now. There's so much going on nowadays. Right now it's tough because it's just like nothing really, uh, like in the next couple weeks. I mean, the Adesanya card's coming up in, what is that, February 7th, I think. So, I mean, that, that one's even a little... Uh, or I don't know what what exact date it is, but 12. even that card's a little uh, light, right? That's the weekend yeah. of the Super Bowl, it's the night before the Super Bowl, I believe. But yeah, um, it's you know the the main the main card's pretty good, but then after that it kind of falls off. Yeah, and ESPN's at crazy asking seventy five dollars for these uh, pay per views because yeah. especially the last one, I it, it killed me inside to spend that money for that for those. Uh, for that bullshit ass uh, main event, or not even like I have no problem paying for those main events and stuff like that. But when I have to watch uh, Saeed Nurmagomedov, when that should be a co-main event on a fight night, yeah, you know, yeah. it's it, it kind of hurts your feelings. But uh, UFC can take all my money. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I can't wait to uh, enjoy uh, Tyrone Spong versus uh, <laughs> Sergey Karakhanov. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Sugar Rashad <laughs> fighting a uh, another. You know, just just getting in there and trying to get his brain scrambled again. Uh, but you know, hey man, I, I'll never fault it. I couldn't imagine being a, a Rashad Evans or guys like that, and like like t- people telling you not to fight. Yeah, it's like who are you to tell me? This is my life. This is my like. Yeah. I always love doing this shit, and I'm this is the shit I'm the best at. So yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't want to do anything else. I'm tired of sitting at the desk and talking about fighting. I want to do it. So I never fault them. It's tough because you know it's not. In very dire circumstance. It's not like going to play an NBA game and you, you know, oh well, I didn't look good out there. It's like, okay, yeah, but you don't look good in the UFC. You're going to sleep. You know, you're, you're, yeah. you're going to sleep. You could have some traumatic brain injuries uh, off of it. So there yeah, you go. Sean Strickland. Yeah, Sean Strickland. He's fighting. He'll we'll be the next soon. UFC card. He's fighting uh, Jack Hermanson. Yeah. We need him to get put out. Yeah, so, I don't think it's going to be that night. That's uh, unfortunately. Uh, He'll get tapped out. He might, he might, but I doubt. That's five rounds, so that's a very interesting card. If you want to look ahead a little Jack. bit, you got Phil Halls and Sam Alvey, and yeah, I don't. Want, I don't. Oh, Sam Alvey's going to sleep. Yeah, dude. Uh, he's, Let's go. He's um, plus two sixty as of now, minus three thirty five for Phil Halls. Uh, Phil Halls uh, yeah, a wild card, but Philip Rose fighting Jason Witt. Uh, Miles Johns is getting in there. Puna Soriano is fighting Nick Maximov. We uh, have a one of the best nicknames ever. Um, he is from – where is he from? I forget where at. An African fighter by the name of Chidi Njokani. His nickname is Chidi Bang Bang. Oh, I love that, dude. <laughs> he was on the Contender Series in, I don't know, September of last year, and he yeah, knocked somebody out. He has a couple fights <clears throat> from Bellator. He didn't win many of them, but – Mel- he beat Melvin Glard, he, and he also beat yeah, who Andre it? Fialo and Max Griffin. So he has a lot of uh, a lot of experience. Chidi and Jacani, he's fighting Mark Andre Barrio. Um, we have a couple random stuff on this. Julian Arosa's fighting like Stephen Peterson for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, Hakeem Dawadu's fighting Mike Giordano. That'll be a good one. Brian Battle, Treshawn Gore. Is that from? Um- That's the Ultimate Fighter. That's the yes. was supposed to be the Ultimate Fighter finale. Which uh, that I think that is one already. 
No, no, Gore was, uh, they were going to fight, and then he uh, he got hurt. So then the guy who already had lost got in there, and he wound up losing again. But That's right. um, Yeah, and then, you know, 271, you know, you got a bunch of different uh, nonsense going on there with Andre Arlovsky and Jared Vander. There you go. Yeah, so Matt Schnell, Alex Perez. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, different stuff that we can look forward to. And, you know, we'll always be here to break it down. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. Well, we have stuff coming up for sure. It's it's definitely a dry period for now, though. This has been the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. My name is Matt McSweeney. What is your name? My name is Norma. No, my name is Tyler Capone. Follow us on socials. Like, subscribe, tell your friends. All the all the things. All the things. Comment. Uh, please, you know, hit us up. Either one of us on Twitter. Anything follow you us can reach social us. Media and tell us that we're idiots, us. dude. Uh, we yeah, would love that, that too. Like that would be yeah. that would be fun because I would enjoy that. <laughs> but uh, thank you as always for listening, and uh, we will be back again next week to uh, yeah. I guess we'll talk a little bit about the Bellator and whatnot, but mainly going to be a breakdown of uh, what's to uh, come during the Strickland and Hermanson fight night uh, main event and card and everything. Recap some Eagle FC. Eagle FC, of course. We have our Eagle FC correspondent, Ty Capone, here. That uh, I think I I actually think you were paid to mention Eagle FC a certain amount of times during this. uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I can't say. You can't say, of course. Ali Abdelaziz would have you taken out. So, but uh, thank you again, and uh, we will see you again next week. Go birds.